I kept displacing my power into other people, projecting my power onto other tools, when in reality, the power is within you. Hi, this is Shannon. And Kristen, or better known as the Vogel Twins! Yay! Ah, welcome our guest, Kendall Furman. She is an entrepreneur, travel vlogger, content creator, podcast host, and now author of her new book coming out called You Are the Medicine, which follows her journey in Peru where she took one of the strongest psychedelics in the world and learned to find her medicine within. She has a mission of inspiring others to find their happiness within and live their life to the fullest. She began her career in October 2018 when she quit her job and started her viral content and marketing agency, Furman Ventures LLC, where she quickly found success with freelancing and being a content creator online, reaching 555,000 followers around her TikTok, Instagram, and YouTube, and getting paid to travel. She is passionate about manifestation, travel, spirituality, and her goal is to share her story in the hopes of inspiring others on her self-discovery journey as well. Welcome, Kendall. We're so happy to have you on today. Thank you so much for having me on. I know it's been a while since we've been trying to do this, but we're fine. I and <laughs> I honestly believe it's perfect timing. There is no wrong timing. So it feels I'm I really agree. excited to be on. Honestly, it was really perfect timing. It was perfect. I'm so glad we reached because we reached out to you back in like January being like, we're going to manifest a good 2022. Yeah. And then you had this amazing book coming out yeah. and you're like, hey, let's align this like in a way that we can like, you know, share this amazing story. Yep. And I was like, I love it even better. So I you're know. right. The aligning is incredible. But I actually have to ask you first. What is your star sign? Because we're Leos, and honestly, seeing your content, I just kind of feel that like we're like destined to be besties. So I couldn't get over how much we had in common. So I when I heard your story on how you quit your job and backpack Vietnam, we actually did the same thing in 2018, like, like literally like, the same. No oh joke. God, I and I was like, it. I was like, is she a fellow Leo? <laughs> like, is she one of us? I don't know. But can you tell our audience what shifted your mindset and why you decided to make that change? Yeah. So first of all, a lot of people think I'm a Leo or a Sagittarius or yeah. Aquarius, but I'm actually a Taurus. My uh-huh. main sun sign is a Taurus and my rising sign is a Virgo and my moon sign is a Cancer. Ooh. But I've done, an, like, of course you have to look at the whole chart. And when I've yeah. done astro- seen astrologists before, like it's very balanced with all the different signs. And I actually have a lot of Scorpio and Sagittarius energy as well. So it's like, it's very balanced. It's not just one thing. A lot of people don't guess Taurus because of that. But um, yeah, so those are my signs. (laughs) So what shifted my mindset was I was working full time um, as the director of marketing for an AR company. Mm -hmm. And it was awesome. Like I was getting paid amazingly. I was living in Hollywood in a beautiful apartment, but I just wasn't feeling very fulfilled by it. Mm -hmm. And I felt like there was more. I knew I always wanted to freelance. And I remember around June or July, I was like, I want to freelance, but maybe I need to work for longer before I can freelance. And I didn't have that. Mm. I didn't have the initial confidence to be like, oh, I can do this. Like, I don't need to have more experience. Like I should just jump into it. And after a while, like coming October, it just hit a point where I was like, you know what? I'm going to actually go for it. And I went for it. And I went to Bali. I booked it on a Friday, left on Monday with one backpack, no plans. And I traveled. Well, actually, first I went to Hong Kong to visit a friend. And then I went to Bali by myself. And then I went to, um, where else did I go? Thailand 
and the Philippines. And it wasn't actually until I didn't go to Vietnam until the following year with my boyfriend. Yes. But I'll talk, I can talk about that more later. But yeah. yeah, what shifted my mindset, I think I just knew I wanted something different and the nine to five lifestyle mm. wasn't for me. But the funny mm. thing is, is like, I ended up, you know, shifting to work for myself and working 24 <laughs> seven. So <laughs> it's not like it gets easier. It doesn't so get easier. It, it gets way harder, especially because it's not consistent pay. You don't mm-hmm. get health insurance, like all that stuff that comes with a full-time job. Yeah. It's just, um, you know, you don't get all of those benefits. And I've never want to knock a nine to five because I think no, it's different things for different people, you know? Mm-hmm. But just for me at that time, like I wanted to try something a little more risky and I wanted to mm-hmm. just go for it. And I ended up manifesting clients without even reaching out. Like I just wrote this list while I was in Bali of what I wanted and they came to me and it was way more than I expected to get paid and it was really cool experience that's incredible and I like the power of manifestation for you and honestly the confidence to do what you did which is like perfectly said with the risky because that's something that I think is really hard to like find the confidence in yourself to make a decision like that like when we mentioned earlier how like we did the same thing (laughs) that's why I was like you got to be a Leo sister but I do love my Tauruses yes we do (laughs) I just want to say I love my Tauruses but um, but to be but to go back on track, yeah. So the thing is, what I thought was so interesting was the same ideal as you, and that's why I yeah. think that's really hard for people to like make that jump. But I think what really pushes you to get to that point, which is so important, mm-hmm. is realizing what your happiness is. I feel like like yourself, nine to five isn't like in my personality right now. Like yeah. I feel like I need to try something different. Mm-hmm. And like some people just decide, but you know, and granted, I'm not knocking nine to five either. Like yeah, I'm comfortability. I completely understand like wanting to have that sort of structure in their life. And yeah. some people may need that in their life, you know, yeah. like understand that. Yeah. And we have an LLC as well. So I understand the no health insurance <laughs> <laughs> having to navigate like, that. To navigate that. But that's the thing. There's a different appreciation for it and the yeah. hustle's real, but it feels more fulfilling. I think that's the biggest mm-hmm. key element to finding your next step in life is yeah. like what what fulfills my soul which I love but what I find really interesting what you said earlier though is how you just had a backpack and went for it what was the biggest thing you learned when you were backpacking yeah oh I learned so much about myself because I show videos of what it was like and it does mm-hmm. look like all rainbow and butterflies but to be honest <laughs> it was really really tough like mm-hmm. making that decision to go traveling solo and it wasn't my first time traveling solo but it was my biggest trip and mm-hmm. I remember the first two nights I got there I cried myself to sleep and wanted to go home oh. and the thing is like the most the biggest decisions or the the most scary things are the best decisions. And so that's why I kind of have been placing myself in these positions to face these fears, whether it was when I was 18 and I moved to Paris coming from like a Christian bubble background where I went to Christian school and didn't know anything else my whole life Mm -hmm. to living in Paris for the first time and drinking alcohol for the first time and partying for the first time living Mm -hmm. on my own. Uh And that was a scary decision, but I went for it. And then the Mm -hmm. same thing with, you know, quitting my job and going to Bali it was, it was really scary, but I went for it. And then the same thing with uh, taking psychedelics in ayahuasca, one of the strongest psychedelics in the world. Wild. That was really fucking scary. And yeah. I went for it. But the thing is, like, the best things in life happen when you face those fears. It's after mm. those fears. And it feels like this, like, the way, because I see energy in, like, a certain way. And I can, like, feel mm. energy. And, like, the way mm. it feels is, like, this just, like, sticky mud, like, oil you're moving through. And mm. it's, like, you don't want to face it. And it's easier to just ignore it and take the easy, comfortable road. But when you push yourself to face those fears, it, it literally feels like death, right? It's like an yes. ego death in a way. And when you face it, so much 
more potential of your greatness and authenticity and just a more beautiful life is on the other side of those fears. And that's why I continuously push myself to face those fears. And I'm in a moment now where I'm actually facing a fear. Um, where, and and it's, it shouldn't be scary, but for some reason it is scary for mm. me because I just haven't had to do Come something on. like this in a while. <laughs> and so pushing through that, I even though it scares me, I know that I'm going to get through on the other side stronger. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, it's interesting. I actually saw this quote on TikTok, obviously, because I'm addicted to that app. But something that I thought was interesting. Same. Right? Yeah, it's literally. So it's so addicting. It's, it's bad. bad. I'm it's so, so addicted. Bad. I know I'm not supposed to like it, but I love it. <laughs> no, but I'm learning that, so much on it, though. So that's why yeah, it's like, oh, I'm learning that, spiritual the resources. stuff. So that's okay. Exactly. Yeah. And the resources yeah. are amazing. But something I thought was interesting, I think it was actually from Euphoria, which is even kind of funnier. But it was about like people <laughs> don't, I know, right? <laughs> Like, I don't know if I should take a book from Euphoria, but still, what I thought what I really liked about this quote was confidence is pretty much about the promises you make to yourself. It's like Mm. no one really knows what confidence is, but the thing what to build Mm. confidence is pushing the fear, like you say, which I thought was so true. It's like if you keep promises to yourself and go through with whatever is like holding you back, that's something that's so liberating that makes you realize like I can do this. Like I am capable because the only person stopping you is yourself, which I love. And something I actually want to ask you though, because I I have stopped. I mean, I don't, I'm too scared to. So when I read about how you, you know, took psychedelics, I was like, that to me is, I'm petrified of doing yeah. something like that. I can't imagine like letting go that way. Yeah. You know I, mean? like, like, I just, I feel like it would be like a bad trip. I'd be that like 1% that would just like go off the deep end. <laughs> yeah. Can you explain more about that psychedelic trip for you? Because that to me is so fascinating because yeah. I've never even tried to explore that world out of fear, honestly. Yeah. Yeah. So I think it's an important thing to look into if you're interested in just first Mm. off, like I don't want to encourage anyone to just go and take it because (laughs) it honestly really, what's the most important part is your intention Mm. and why you're doing it. A lot of people like ayahuasca is definitely very intentional because you have to travel far to get there. You have to do a whole two week fast, like cleanse before you do it. And when you sit down, it's an entire ceremony, but other ones like you know, smoking weed and taking, you know, shrooms or LSD, which mm-hmm. are also very spiritually awakening. A lot of people take it like without an intention, you know, maybe they're mm-hmm. just at a party and they take it or they um, are at a festival and they take it, which there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah, I've done yeah, that. <laughs> but it's like you need to know your intention going into it. And I, mm-hmm. my personal favorite way to use psychedelics is in a spiritual way. So making a setting and being Mm. like, okay, what is my intention with this? What do I want to get out of this? And that's what I say to friends who were scared of smoking weed. Cause I, I was Christian. I was so afraid of smoking weed. I thought Mm. I would never do. I literally made a promise when I was like younger, I'll never do any drugs. And here I am (laughs) doing the strongest psychedelic in the world But like, (laughs) because I was so afraid of letting go. I was such a type A personality, had everything in control, but it honestly has made me the person I am today. And the way I see these, it's literally medicine. It's literally Mm. a tool to help you rewire your brain, rewire beliefs and help get through emotions that maybe you've stuffed down because that's why some people have a bad trip is because Mm. they think they're going in like, popping it and they're like oh I'm gonna have like I'm gonna see colors and I'm gonna dance and I'm gonna have fun which (laughs) you do that happens but in the beginning you might have to face a little bit of your inner demons some emotions will come up and it's like anything that you've been pushing down or not dealing with or ignoring will come to the surface because it's like the medicine I see it as a spirit the spirit of the Mm -hmm. medicine is working through you to be like 
hey, bitch, you got to work through this right now. No more ignoring it. Like, it's literally like that. But if you're in a good place and you've already, if you're already on a solid meditation routine, if you Mm. already know yourself and you already have worked through a lot of that stuff, the medicine won't be as difficult on you. For example, Mm. like, honestly, the first time I, I took ayahuasca, it wasn't really that it was intense, but I like you. I don't know if you've heard of ayahuasca before, but no. ayahuasca. I'll just explain it for the listeners. Yeah. It's basically a. It's basically a drink that includes DMT, which is a psychedelic, and they make an entire brew out of it. So a lot of places in South America do it, like where I did in Peru, but you can still do it under the radar in like California um, and probably New York, and I think Noted. New York too. There's a lot of places. I'm you just sure. got to be in the know. Yeah, yeah. but I personally would say you should go to a place like Peru to do it, to support mm. the indigenous people who do it. Mm. And just to make sure you're, you know, being respectful of the, the region. But anyways, um, ayahuasca, when you take it, it's like an eight, six to eight hour experience. It, in the Whoa. beginning, you're throwing up. You're throwing up for like what? an hour. How is that pleasant? <laughs> oh my God. So, so uncomfortable. It's, <laughs> it's different because it's not like you know, when you're drunk and you're throwing up or you ate mm. food poisoning and you're throwing up, that's throwing up from something negative. This is throwing mm. up because you're purging things that aren't good for you. So obviously oh. it's not like, oh, I'm having the best time throwing up right now. Yeah. <laughs> but it's not as unpleasant as like if you were hungover or had food poisoning. It oh, actually feels yeah. like there's a purpose. So you basically, you enter this when you're taking it, you, f- you literally enter a different dimension and it's, you're uh-huh. connecting with the different parts of your psyche and it's opening up these different neural pathways in your brain, allowing different areas of your brain to c- talk to each other that have never talked to each other before. That's why you can feel colors and smell colors and do things that like w- you wouldn't normally be able to do yeah, yeah. sober. So it really helps you open up. And the way I see it is like, I literally had 10 years of therapy in one sitting of being able to just get to the root of my problem immediately. And it's like, almost like, this is why I say you are the medicine because it's really not the, it's ayahuasca that's taking you on this journey, Mm -hmm. but it's you who has the experiences Mm -hmm. and it's your brain who's taking you on this journey through your psyche to figure out, okay, where did this childhood trauma root from? Why do I act the way I act right now? Why am I afraid of these things? And it brings you back to the root. Like I've had, I had memories pop up of my childhood and just to give a little insight, I don't want to give away too much because it's in my book, but essentially I went on a journey where I was in this house and my younger self walked me through each room and each room was a different memory that was connected to a limiting belief that I have now. And I was able to sit there and rewire it. And it was like, as clear as day. I was literally walking through it and I was able to heal a lot of my issues with confidence and, you know, people pleasing and my self-sabotaging behaviors and limiting beliefs that have been preventing me from, it's like these neural pathways that I've ingrained into my belief system from the years Mm -hmm. of zero to seven, which is a scientific fact with neuroscience. That's how we build our life. Our entire life belief system is in from zero to seven. So whatever happens to you in those ages is how you're going to act for the rest of your life, unless you do the work to rewire. Now you don't have to do ayahuasca to do this. It just takes longer. Ayahuasca Mm. is like a quicker way to get there. But Mm. I will say it's not for everyone. If you're on certain medication, you can't do it. If you are, have predisposition to, um, schizophrenia or any of those kind of things Mm. like you probably should consult a doctor or not do it because you know I don't want to advocate everyone needs to do it like I know a lot of people like a lot of people Mm. on social media they're like everyone needs to do a shroom trip or an ayahuasca trip and the world would be healed that's not the case the medicine only takes you as far as you're willing to go so if you're not in a place to expand that Mm. much Mm. then 
you won't go there. And if maybe you're having like a real, you have a really negative mindset at the time, or you're just like not in the right place, you will probably experience more negative emotions. So you just wow. have to know that going in, do your own research please, yeah. Yeah. and figure out if it's something for you. But I will say if you are in a place where you feel like you can handle this and you have a solid meditation mm-hmm. routine, it is something that's like a step forward of like, okay, I'm really going to challenge myself because you are challenging yourself. And I felt like a mm-hmm. warrior coming out of it. I was like, if I can I do this, that. I can do anything. Yeah. Freaking go, Kendall. <laughs> oh my goodness. I got, <laughs> chills. I got chills from your story because like, I'm just like thinking again, I feel like when it comes to anyone telling their story, I put myself in their shoes, you know, yeah, like, yeah. how would I react to that? And like, it's, I was going to ask, I'm glad that you told me and whatnot, but like the thing I'm so curious about is that how did you know you were ready? Because I feel like I have good days and bad days. And sometimes yeah. I think I'm over something, let's say, like in a situation in life. Yeah. And then there's this triggering moment that makes me realize, like, I oh. guess I didn't heal that trauma. Yeah. That's what kind of worries me about a trip like that. Because mm. it's just like, I think I'm ready. And then it'd be like an awful trip where I'm like, no, you're not. <laughs> like, you were never, like, yeah. that scares me. Like, do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, how did you know you were ready for that? Because I think that's like. That's really intense. That's like, it sounds so intimidating to me where yeah. I'm like, it was like, how do I know yeah. I'm ready? How did you also get access to that? Like, did you like find somebody? Was it set, like online? Like, how did you, what was the setting in Peru to like yeah. set the stage? Cause I know you say you're, it was a more intimate setting. If I'm correct or wrong, I'm unsure, but yeah. tell me more about that. Yeah. Yeah. So just to be honest, you're never going to be completely ready. You're never going to mm. be without trauma. Like, yeah. I think there's this conception that on our healing journey, there's a place to get to where we're going to be perfect. And that's kind of where I got stuck. And that's mm. what's in my book as well. Yeah. Sometimes the healing journey can turn toxic because you are, you know, expecting to get to this place. Oh, if I just heal this one more part of me, if I just feel, fix this part, if I just do this, I'll be healed. But in reality is like, it's a full lifelong journey and there is mm. no perfect place to get to. And you're never going to be without limiting beliefs, self-sabotage behaviors, or Mm. uh, trauma. And I think just knowing that going into that, Mm. um, I mean, it's just like a a matter of like, can you live normal day-to-day life and are you feeling like pretty good in your life before taking it? Like if you just like went through a divorce or a breakup and you're very like crying every day, when I say like not ready, (laughs) I mean like someone who's literally like not stable emotionally. Like I would say like a couple months ago, I would have not been able to take ayahuasca even though I already took it. It Mm. wasn't a good time for me to take it. And I think just I'm very connected to my body and intuition and mm. I've done a lot of work to like understand intuition versus anxiety. Like, mm, is this a fear is. from anxiety mm. and ego because I'm a, my ego is afraid to face this or is this like my intuition telling me I'm actually not in the right place to do this? So mm. I've gotten really good at knowing my voice and what that mm. is and I can okay. almost immediately decide, okay, this is from ego, this is from intuition. So that's something that you would go inside internally and be like, okay, is this from my ego? Am I just afraid to face these things? Or am I literally, is it not a good time for me? And like, also mm. you can look at your life right now. Like I have starting a new job or I'm moving or this. And if there's a lot going on in your life, then maybe not. But if you have like, you know, it's maybe more chill time in your life. Like this was the pandemic. So it was very chill. Yeah. Didn't really have much going on. I moved home after living in Bali. So I was living mm. in my parents' house and I was just kind of bored and mm. I didn't have much to do. And I was like, I might as well go do this. And I felt the call because mm. I don't know, it's hard to explain how you feel the call. You just feel yeah. it. And yeah. I was getting, I was getting dreams about it. I was seeing astrologists and I was saying, they were saying it was a good time to travel. And then I looked mm. at my astro cartography in Peru and it was my North node in Chiron, which is destiny oh. and fate. 
And I knew that that was what I wanted to work on. I was like, oh, I want to learn. I want to figure out what my destiny is, what is my purpose and what am I going to do with that? So that was my intention going to Peru. And then also Mm. to talk about the bad trip thing is like, you're gonna going in, you got to know that you're going to face some demons, but it's really, it's really not as scary as it sounds. That's the funny thing is like ayahuasca was more intense than I expected, but in a beautiful way, but it was Mm. less intense in the difficult way. Okay. It was at the end of it. I didn't even explain the end of it. But the end of it, after working through all that trauma, Mm. I was literally laying there and every cell of my body was bursting with joy. And it felt like I was just like a flashlight beaming out all of this light and joy and love. And I felt one with the universe. And I literally was floating and tears were coming down my face. I was crying and I was like, this is the most beautiful feeling I've ever felt of love and joy and acceptance. And I fully came to a place where I just loved every part of myself every single part of myself. And I had so much compassion for my journey. And it was like my higher self, like completely merged as me. And I saw an entire flashback of my entire life of everything until now and fully accepted where I was and was like, why are you so hard on yourself? And it was just this like loving moment for like hours. And it was so beautiful, but I had to do the work to get to that point. Right. But even the work wasn't that difficult. And don't get me wrong. Some people have really intense ayahuasca journeys, but the thing is you're not going to die as long as you're going to the right place. (laughs) (laughs) If you get the right dosage, you're not going to die. But, um, some people, like there's some horror stories out there. Just make sure you don't go to the wrong people. Like do your research. But anyways, to the point is like, you can also set your intention before you go into a trip. Like when, before this first ayahuasca ceremony, I, um, asked my guides, asked my grandma, who's like a spirit guide for me now, as um, mm-hmm. I assume. And um, I asked Mother Ayahuasca too. I was like, can you please make this a very chill trip? Because yeah. this is my first time. Like, can you please give me a very chill ceremony, very soft and loving and like very easy. And then that's what I got. So you can set your intention. Like you create your reality, right? So you can set yeah. your intention. You can prepare for it correctly. And my second time I asked for a harder trip and it was fucking tough. I was puking for three hours straight. But the first time I didn't throw up at all. So like not everyone throws up because I was already basically two weeks before you're not allowed to drink alcohol or do any substances or um, you have to refrain from eating meat. And I already am vegan and I didn't don't drink alcohol very much. Perfect. So I was already physically prepped for it. Awesome. And I had done a lot of, in that space. I was also emotionally like at a good spot. So mm-hmm. that's kind of why. But like you're not not everyone has the same experience and also microdosing like shrooms. Like, honestly, I would say if you have never done if you've never smoked weed or done shrooms, don't just jump to ayahuasca, please. Um, good, <laughs> good call. Weed <laughs> and shrooms first and get okay. that because that feeling of being out of control it's scary, but then once you learn it, it actually is really liberating and freeing and mm. fun. And yeah. I think at first, if you're a type A person who's never been out of control in that way with through weed or, and it's not even out of control. It's just a letting go. Yeah. Like I feel full control when I'm on shrooms, even on ayahuasca, I felt full control. I could walk, mm. st- I could stand up and go to the bathroom. I could like turn it off. I, I actually had a lot of control over it. So it's wow. it's a myth that you're completely out of control. I would say when you're drunk, you're completely out of control. That's why I don't like drinking alcohol. Mm, it's actually I way worse that. for your system than any of these psychedelics are. And um, you're more in control when you're on 
psychedelics, in my opinion, as long as you don't overdo it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Hopefully that answered is... all your questions. I kind of wanted to do it. Honestly, I was like, I, I, was, I was enamored, but like, yeah. you're not, you're selling it to me. <laughs> it's like, we're going to Peru You're in like September. booking my trip. Literally. Yeah, like, okay, we're going to Peru Wait, in September. You're... I'll be, I think I'll be there in September. Are you serious? I'm actually... So I'm actually going to be launching a retreat in Peru where people can follow my journey through the book, You Are the Medicine, and we can do the things that I did in my book. So I don't, my book is not just about psychedelics, by the way. That's just a small portion. In my book, I do stuff like ecstatic dances, meditation Uh hikes, planting trees in the Andes Mountains. I do cacao ceremonies, kirtan, a bunch of other spiritual practices that, Mm -hmm. you know, are just for me, I experience just as strong as a spiritual connection to Mm. myself and higher self through these, um, you know, ceremonies that didn't include psychedelics as Mm -hmm. I did with the psychedelics. So I'm Mm -hmm. taking people on a journey to do like the ecstatic dance, the cacao ceremony, the Temescal, the hiking, Machu Picchu. So I'll be having like um, a one week trip for people. If you guys are interested, um, hopefully it'll be linked below by then, but I'm going to be launching a trip. I think it'll be in September or November. So I don't know how long you guys are there, but Maybe you could like hop in on some of the I some know. of the retreat action. It'd be so great to see you. Yeah, that'd be so <laughs> in much fun. I know. Be um, fun. We'll make sure to link all of that on your web, like because we have a we're gonna be dedicating a page to you on our site. So we'll definitely make sure to have all that oh information yeah. on our website, so people can even if we're not be able to go. And this sounds amazing. Yeah, they can go on your trip because that yeah. sounds so cool. Like yeah. we've been. I feel like Peru's been giving us a call. Like you said earlier, yeah. there's a calling for you. Like we've been wanting to go to Peru our like whole lives, yeah. and so we're. We're finally doing it, and I'm so excited. I like, know. I can't wait. Yeah, I know. Peru just sounds, like, amazing. Mm-hmm. Well, I'll have to give you a bunch of tips after this call. Yes, please. Absolutely. Honestly, Off yeah. mic, because people are going to be like, okay, I understand you guys are excited for a trip. It's like we be, like, travel planners. <laughs> I know, I know. <laughs> so now we are, like, in a world where traveling the way we did is just not as accessible right now due to the pandemic, which has definitely affected us mentally since we just love exploring and meeting new people. We're kind of curious, how do you ignite that just travel mindset without traveling for people who can't come to this Peru trip? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, totally. I came up with this idea of igniting the travel mindset while you're at home. I don't I think during mm-hmm. the pandemic because I was so bored and I was like, yeah. okay, well, I think I can bring the same mindset into my everyday life because I started really Mm -hmm. thinking about it. And I was like, well, what do I love about travel? Why do I love it so much? Well, it's because when you're traveling, you're literally just more open. Like if you think of your energy Mm -hmm, centers, you are more open and you're more present. So you're more, you have more intention and attention to the things around you. You are looking at everything, Mm -hmm. taking everything in. Oh, wow. Look at that building. And like everything is crisper because you are actually literally trying to take everything in because you're in a place that you don't really know anything about. So you have to, Mm -hmm. for safety reasons, be like, okay, what's going on? And for, you know, curiosity reasons, you're like, okay, I want to look around and get to know people. Also like meeting people, you're a lot more open to meeting people when you're traveling. Cause you're like, oh, like I want to meet people, especially traveling solo. I think yeah. everyone should do a travel, yeah. a solo travel trip in their life 100%. just to experience Absolutely. it, even if it's just like mm-hmm. two weeks. But even if you, if you have like a couple months, that would be awesome too. But yeah, yeah. so you're just like <laughs> open to meeting people and you're not as reserved. I find when you're at your home and you're in your hometown, you're in your daily routine, especially in places like LA and New York, where the energy is already mm-hmm. very closed off to other people. And you guys said yes. you're from New York or you live there now, but basically like yeah, you're yes. on the subway and people are doing random shit. People don't even look up because you're so conditioned to you know. ignore humanity. 
And in LA too, when I'm in LA, sometimes I get conditioned when someone comes up to me, I'm like, what do you want? Like, they must want something, right? Because it's the energy of the city and you really do pick up on the energy Mm -hmm. of the city. But if you can bring that mindset into your everyday life. So what I started doing was walking around a city that I already knew, but pretending like I was there for the first time, like pretending I was a tourist. So I would walk around and look at things more closely. And I honestly started noticing things, even in my hometown where I've lived my entire life of 25, almost 26 years. I was like, has that tree always been there? Has that building always been there? I just (laughs) never noticed because I'm so in, when you're traveling around your own city, like you're in your head, you're on your phone, you're like not paying attention, or maybe you don't get out as much because we're, you know, pandemic, we're at in our rooms all the time. But I really just started trying to walk around. I would go on walks around my neighborhood and just be very attentive. Mm-hmm. And also just being yeah. open to meeting people, even though I'm in my own hometown, I'm like, maybe I can meet some new people. So like today, for example, at the gym, I was just feeling really open. And like, I saw this lady next to me in a cute outfit doing the splits. And I was like, oh my God, I used to be able to do the splits, not anymore. And then we like went this like <laughs> 20 minute conversation about Aww. like health and wellness and yoga and all that. And then another girl, I met two people at the gym today. Normally I'm so Look at you like this at the gym. Like I don't talk to yes, anyone same. because like yeah. my gym is like, I don't know, something weird about my gym. It's just like a bunch of old dudes and nothing wrong with old dudes. But something, I, don't, <laughs> I feel just like creep we literally out. live the same life. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm, I'm so surprised. I'm like, I know that you said you're a Taurus, but I feel like you're a fellow Leo sister. Cause like we, you literally might be our triplet because yeah. we live the same life. Like we were just talking about this the other yeah. day at the gym where like, there was some like creepy old dude just following Ugh, us. And I was so like, are you, do you want to say? I hate that. Yeah, I but hate the thing is, so some, here's the thing. I hate that mentality of going right to creepiness rather than like, maybe he just wants to talk about something. Like, yeah, like why I, am I, I my first reaction positive, yeah. is negative. Like you said, with New York and LA, it's like we're conditioned to like have this kind sort of, of mindset. I don't want to say standoffish because I'm far from that, but like definitely conditioned to just like keep to yourself sometimes, you know? Yeah. So mm-hmm. when someone's approaching me, I have this first negative thought of like, what do you, what do you want? Yeah. <laughs> Which is not open. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Which isn't yeah. open. But I love for you that like, you know, you had like you always you've been saying this in uh, every yeah. like story which I love you're open you set the mind shift to yourself mm-hmm. to be like I'm open for the conversation and like look at the two beautiful friendships that you created yeah. that's yeah. why I also like love travel like you do as well like yeah. we have a whole episode about like being a tourist in your own city and yeah. that's something that I I think the pandemic the pandemic has gifted all of us and everyone in my yeah. personal opinion because I'm with you I was itching to meet people have that same energy of like travel and when it was kind of taking away because of the way the world was Mm -hmm. it was hard to find that magic again because I was in the same setting I've always been but Mm -hmm. you have such an amazing point of looking up trying to admire like is that a new tree (laughs) yeah I I love that yeah (laughs) point of like meeting people at the gym I feel like Honestly, I just expect every old man is creepy, to be honest. I can tell by the way they look at me. I can tell by the way they look at me, they're looking weird. Like, there's no reason to be staring at me while I'm squatting for this long. I just look back and I'm like, I like literally just stare at them. But then because they freak me out, I close myself off to the all the amazing women in there that I could be friends with. But today I was like, I'm not letting that happen. So I made Good. Good two friends you. today and got their Instagram. So now I'm going to work out with them that. at the gym. So just don't you. let like other like I think just important is like even though you may be having negative experiences with other people or Mm -hmm. other certain situations Mm -hmm. is like don't let that close you off to other situations that could be beautiful and amazing and open and like eye-opening and that is the same thing for like living as a tourist in your own home igniting that travel mindset just like constantly finding ways to keep yourself open and curious and 
aware of your surroundings and very present. Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. And I mean, honestly, I feel like this pandemic really has just been a roller coaster of emotions, to be totally honest. It's like, yeah. I feel like we're all just rediscovering what our futures look like and how to navigate like the world that we're in today. So I'm just kind of curious, though, what are some of the things that you learned during this pandemic that you plan to take with you moving forward? Oh, I learned so much. Um, <laughs> well, I learned a lot about like, my energetic state and what I can and can't handle and who and who I can and can't be around. So I really mm-hmm. learned, I think before, so I started the pandemic and I was 23. Now mm-hmm. I'm almost 26. It's crazy. <laughs> but I had just graduated college essentially. And I was still in that kind of like party FOMO energy, wanting to do everything, mm-hmm. anything else was doing, um, anyone else was doing and just like trying to do it all. And during the pandemic, I realized like I was exhausted and also my energy is very sensitive. So I can't hang around certain types of people when I'm not at a higher energetic state. Mm -hmm. I found that like for me, it's easiest to be around, you know, my close friends because I can feel like I can drop my guard and be myself. But when I have to be in new situations where I have to do small talk, it really drains my energy and learning Mm -hmm. that about myself. Now I can be like, okay, um, my boyfriend's going out to this event. Do I feel like I have the energy to be social in this way right now? And if I don't, I stay home and I don't care Mm. about missing out on anything. So I actually turned my FOMO into JOMO, which is called Joy of Missing Out. I don't know if you know it, but now I like, I have, I got into a place where I did nothing. I like literally the last two years didn't do anything. Like, okay, that's an exaggeration. I did some fun (laughs) stuff, but not as much as I used to. And I would have to be like dragged to go out. And mm-hmm. now I'm entering a place where I'm like having a good balance. So I'm not mm-hmm. like a hermit at home, isolating myself all day. Cause that yeah. actually turned negative as well. Yeah. So finding, I think during this pandemic, I really learned the balance between, you know, socializing, like what I have the energy for to do and making sure I don't isolate myself too much. Cause that's when it can turn mm-hmm. into depression and anxiety is when I isolate and I don't seek help with friends or seek experiences with my community. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Oh, my, oh God. my God. I feel like that's something that we kind of almost learned as well in the yeah. pandemic. Because I've realized, like, because we were so isolated and, like, granted, I'm a very, like, you know, friendly person. I like to be surrounded by things. But, like, due to the pandemic, we were so isolated. And it wasn't until I felt like we started to, like, really be able to, like, branch out that I realized I'm like, oh, like, I need to, like, have that socialization. I need to be able to, like, meet people and understand that, like, you know. And there are some social settings where I'm like, I got to create a boundary. Like, if I don't want to go, I'm not going to go, you But know? I also think the important thing that you mentioned is realizing the people you need to surround yourself yes. with because of your energy. Like, that's something I've really I, – again, I feel like you're our triplet. <laughs> Like, we, we went through the same, like, oh, we yeah. went through the same the blonde, journey. the blonde triplet. Exactly. Yes, yeah, so but we have an older sister, and she's blonde. Yeah. <laughs> so you could be a oh, part I of the local it. family. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but, but to be totally honest, I'll say this, though. Like, I am with you on that journey of realizing the kind of people I want to surround myself with. And, like, mm-hmm. I think I correlate that even with my travels, even the local travel that we do. Yeah. It's like I try to shift my mind to being open, but realizing is this energy, like, re- like being reciprocated? How mm-hmm. do I feel leaving that situation like what do I want to continue to grow from like from these like Mm -hmm. people and like Mm -hmm. the things I want to do moving forward which I think that we're all on the same page with that which is so amazing and talking about travel also like a really funny story that you shared in your podcast that I like absolutely loved and shout out Kendall's World podcast uh that you didn't realize that you needed a visa to get into Vietnam and almost missed your flight um we actually 
again, are we like soul sisters? We have a very similar story about not yeah. making it to Vietnam, but it was kind of due to some like miscommunication and some like flight issues. But what was interesting was how we actually both handled the situations. Like you chose not to get upset and kind of letting it go. And something that you actually said in that episode that I am uh, was obsessed with was that your experience is your reaction to what you experience, which I think is something that we can take with everyday life. And so I was just curious, and this is the the question that I had for you, was that what are some, you know, tips and tricks that your audience, that our audience, I should say, can use to be in a mindset where they are more in control of the life that they want to live? Yeah. I mean, honestly, I think it's just, it's a consistent practice. You Mm -hmm. can't just randomly be good at this right away, especially Mm -hmm. like in our world and society, we're programmed to be in the constant state of flight or fight Mm -hmm. with you know our jobs just being stressed out all the time drinking Mm -hmm. coffee it puts us in like a high beta wavelength which is the fight or flight mode Mm -hmm. which is if you haven't heard of that but it's like this idea of you know like an animal when something like a car is coming out at it either or like two animals you either fight it or you flight it and there's also freeze so there's three fight flight or freeze you can in a stressful situation you can either fight it you can run away or you can freeze and get really overwhelmed. So I think the way to like combat this is already having like prioritizing a consistent um, mindfulness routine. It doesn't necessarily have to be a meditation. You can be, Mm -hmm. I like walking as a meditation too. Like anything Mm -hmm. can be a meditation, but there is something about the stillness of meditation that helps you, you know, really get still Mm -hmm. with your emotions and be able to see, okay, should I react to this or not? But even if you're in like a moment where something is crazy, like, just take a breath and allow, bring space into it. And that's how I view it. I literally view as like, I'm like exiting my body and being like, okay, I like imagine that I'm like exiting as my higher self floating Mm -hmm. above. And I'm like, okay, how do I want to respond to this situation right now? And like getting a bird's eye view of the situation, because sometimes when you're in the heightened emotions, you can respond really poorly. Like this happened to Uh me the other day. I responded way too quickly to a text message. I was already in a, like a, angry state frustrated Mm. straight state due to something different so because of that my perception of the world was everyone's out to get me yeah and when i read this text message i completely misread their tone and thought they were attacking me and sent this like angry text back then the next day i went to look at it again and i was like oh my god i am so embarrassed Mm -hmm. i I reread it and I was like, she was not being aggressive at all. Yeah. I, I mean, I didn't respond angrily or aggressively. I just yeah. responded like not as I should have. Yeah. And it wasn't bad. I didn't have to like delete it or apologize. It was fine. Yeah. But yeah. I still like, even I still deal with that. Like people still deal with that. It's like when I was already in that heightened state of anxiety, mm-hmm. I just made poor judgments and I tainted the world with a negative viewpoint because I was already thinking oh, this happened, like, and it's it, it's so crazy how that happens, but mm-hmm. essentially, like, I like to, whenever I'm in a situation, especially traveling, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm so grateful that my boyfriend, Alex Carvalho, like, he's mm-hmm. super easy to travel with, like, mm-hmm. we're just so good, such good travelers, and he really grounds me and keeps me, like, lighthearted, mm-hmm. so when we are traveling, it's, like, we just have so much fun with it Aww, that we don't that. even, like, really even notice, so, like, for example, the Vietnam trip, we actually did react poorly to that at first. Like yeah. we literally started <laughs> crying fair. in the That's airport <laughs> and getting upset. <laughs> and we miss, we literally missed the flight yes. because so to tell the story a little bit, but we didn't know we had to, had to get a visa. 
Then we got the visa last minute. We were about to board the flight. And then we some Alex put his passport number in wrong. So they wouldn't oh. let us on, even though we already updated it and sent the email. They're like, no, you can't go on. So then we were like, ah, like Alex really yeah. got mad. We both got mad. We had to go home, wait another day and book another flight, which ended up being better anyway. So mm-hmm. it was fine. But then from that, I learned because it all worked out, like there's literally a typhoon, I think, during yeah. and that would have caused our flight delays. So like yeah. something was protecting us from not getting on that flight. Mm-hmm. And um, from that situation, I learned that when something is late or not going your way, there is a reason. And I really trust mm-hmm. that everything happens for a reason. And when you hold that belief so strongly, strongly that everything happens for a reason, you make everything happen for a reason. Even yes. if it doesn't, yes. you will find a way to like wrap your mindset around it and be like, okay, well, it's fine. Everything will work out. Like maybe yeah. it'll, there'll be a crash or maybe it's saving me from this, whatever it is. Even if it's not true, it's better to have that mindset because then what, what's the point of reacting poorly? Mm-hmm. If you're already going to miss your flight, it's worse to add anger on top of that. Why not 100%. just be chill? Okay. And so now when I'm traveling, like in this, you guys will have to listen to the episode, people listening. It's very I talk about Costa Rica where we also, same similar thing. We forgot we needed a visa mm-hmm. and but we got to the front and we're like, oh, they're like, oh, you, you need a visa. You don't have one. And we're like, oh, silly us. And we were just like laughing about it. Mm-hmm. And we went away and like did the visa real quick, went back and we're like, okay, here's a visa. They're like, wow, perfect timing. You had one minute left before boarding. If we had known we had one minute left, we probably would have scrambled and been freaking out and like, yeah. oh my God, we have to do this so quickly. And it probably, we wouldn't have made the flight because we were freaking out. Mm-hmm. But because we had no idea that we were about to miss our flight, um, we were just like really chill about it and, you know, mm-hmm. we're able to get it done in a calm state rather mm-hmm. than reacting poorly and then making it worse. Yeah. So that's how like I, what the biggest lesson I learned from traveling is like, like t- taking a moment to wait before you react and then mm-hmm. react, responding in a positive way is always better no matter what the situation yeah even if it's like this crazy thing just happened to you, lost all your luggage, all of this, all of that, all that happened, all your money got stolen reacting ne- negatively will never help the situation. Never. 100%. That's actually, I feel like that's yeah. the gift travel has always given me. I was just and that's something that, that yeah. I always tell people. I'm like, you know, I feel like it was, re- we have very similar journeys with the, when it comes to like, before I was really into travel, I don't want to say I was, a t- I don't want to even admit that I was probably type A. You know what I mean? <laughs> like that's just like not a fun thing to admit, but it's one of those things that travel helped me to let go. And like, yeah, trust things in are the just universe. so unexpected in yeah. travel. Like it's like you can, you genuinely cannot control a situation no matter what. And I think that that's the mindset that has helped me with travels. Like yeah. my anxiety of just like letting go, like there's nothing I can do. Like being upset, like you said, does nothing for the situation. It just makes yeah. you feel like crap. <laughs> But it even brings me back to when you said, like, you know, with your friend in the text message, Brene Brown says something beautiful. She's got this thing where she's like, take a breath, take five yeah. seconds and think about it before yeah. you do it. Don't react, like think yeah. about things. And that's honestly helped me like get through any kind of situation, travel, yeah. relationships, anything. I just kind of realize I'm like, if I don't have control over it, I have to trust the process. And that yeah. to me is the most, it's actually more liberating than trying to get control of it. I feel yeah. more overwhelmed when I'm trying to get control of anything. There's just in life. so much going, like life itself is such an abundance of things, you know, like yeah. you really cannot to be in control of it all. And I think that that's where like the universe comes in hand of like being understanding of like, you know, that was late for a reason or, you know, like you were on time for that. Like, or you didn't know that like you only had a minute left, you know, like yeah, there were these it little was gifts. meant to happen. And yeah. I honestly, I'm a big believer and things are meant to happen to like, you know, like things happen for a reason. Yeah. Like you say, like I'm a huge believer in that. And as a powerful manifester yourself, what are some of like your favorite affirmations you like to say to channel your higher self? 
Mm, yeah, that's good. I mean, I I can maybe tell better like more of my processes because I'm more of yeah, like an embodiment. I, I do love affirmations, but it's always like paired with something else. So this yeah. last year, okay. I've been doing a lot of practices actually speaking of psychedelics with weed. So I see weed Mm -hmm. as I have a different perspective on weed than most people. And I'm actually going to do an entire Mm -hmm. YouTube video and podcast episode about this. The way I see weed is that it's like a tool to practice being your higher self. And the way that I say that is because honestly, like I started my podcast smoking weed because I was so Mm -hmm. tense and nervous, like in the beginning, because I didn't have the of yeah. trust and the confidence in myself to do it, that I was fumbling my words. Mm-hmm. I didn't know what to say. So then one day I just decided, you know what? I'm just going to smoke weed and have like a spiritual night. So I have this process where I smoke weed and I take a shower mm-hmm. and I call it a spiritual shower where I'm literally like, um, I imagine yeah. like I'm, you know, sh- showering off all the negative mm-hmm. belief systems, all the negative thoughts. Yes. And then I also just like dance. I have my little light, like my starlight oh, in there, that. play music. <laughs> yeah, and I just like that. dance. And I'm like, it's like very like yeah. sensual and very like, um, like, like self-love. Like I just like slow, mm-hmm. like it's everything's pres- in the present and very slow. So I just take a very slow shower while dancing. And it almost feels like mm-hmm. I, I invite my higher self down and we're dancing together. I honestly, it feels mm-hmm. like there's an ego and an, there's a Kendall human and then there's a Kendall higher self yes. there. And then I get mm-hmm. out and like, I get ready to like, I just get dressed, whatever. And <laughs> I sit down and I do like a full on like meditation. It's always different every time, but I just like mm-hmm. listen to okay. what my body feels like doing. Sometimes I'll dance, sometimes mm-hmm. I'll sing. And I do this, I've started doing this thing recently where I sing affirmations and I just let them come oh. to me. So I don't like have a list that I read. I'm just not about that. Like mm-hmm. I don't like to force things. So I let them come through mm-hmm. me and I'll just be singing a song and it'll come out and it'll be like these affirmation songs that I'm singing while I'm like dancing oh. and moving my body. And it feels like I'm embodying mm-hmm the belief systems as I'm singing them. And then afterwards I feel so amazing and it feels like I've channeled my higher self and then I record my podcast episode. And so the first like episodes, I was high. I was very high. So go have fun (laughs) to those. Um, But you couldn't tell, I mean, maybe you could. I don't know, uh, but so no, I, I couldn't know. tell at all. I was just like, this girl's killing it. I was just well, like, wow. So I really felt the spirituality. Yeah, I got vibes. I, I, got, got vibes. I did get the vibe, not in a vibe where I'm like, is she high? It was more like, wow, I felt your spiritual energy through the episode. Yeah, that did. I that's what I felt, honestly. I agree. <laughs> well, I'm glad. That's the intention. But yeah, I, obviously I get the most high, like when I'm in the beginning, you're the most high and that's like for two hours I'm dancing and singing in my room and then I do the episode after I'm like a little more sober but essentially what it allows me is like I open myself up to be able to allow the words to come through my highest self it's like channeling like I allow my highest self to speak through me and instead of being like oh what do I say next I have to say this perfect thing I slow down and some some of my first episodes are a lot slower because for one I'm high and two I'm doing this practice of channeling where I have to like pause and wait for the words to come Mm. through me. And, you know, I edit the big pauses out. Um, But just the act of slowing down and giving space in your energetic field for your higher self to come through. Because if you're constantly Mm. trying to control the situation and trying to have, you know, everything under control, overthinking all of this, there's not much room for your highest self to come through. So I do a lot of clearing Mm. energy work too. So I like... 
I, I don't, I'm not like certified in energy work or Reiki or anything like that, but mm-hmm. I mm-hmm. honestly just imagining visualizing your energy center. So like I'll visualize my heart center and like widen it and pull it out like this and like literally doing hand mm-hmm. motions to do the work that I want to do. Okay. Or if I need to clear my head, I'll get a crystal and I'll move it around and pretend like I'm cutting through the negative belief Ooh. systems. And whether that is that. actually doing something energetically on the astral realm or not, it doesn't matter because your intention mm-hmm. of believing that it's helping you, the placebo effect is strong enough to yes. actually make it work. So that's yes. how I do it. I like, I usually do this thing where I, like I say, okay, I'm clearing out my system, I'm or my energetic field, I'm allowing my higher self to come through and I'm rooting it down into the ground. So I think the important part is, is like Mm -hmm. grounding that energy. So you can have all the high spiritual energy you want up in your higher chakras, but if you're not grounding it, it'll feel a little crazy. That's how I felt sometimes too, Mm -hmm. when I would smoke weed and do my podcast at the beginning, I wasn't grounding it. So it was like insight, 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 like, oh my God, all of these amazing things like this, this, this. And it was like this third eye energy this kind of like, it's, you know, people who are always on acid, they're like, oh my God, blah, 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 the universe, blah, blah, blah. And like, that can be overwhelming to listen to. So I wanted to yeah. speak from the heart center and from a grounded perspective so that people could understand okay. rather than being the person that's only speaking from the third eye about all these spiritual insights, which are cool. But if you're not grounding it, no one's going to understand. And it also, if you're not grounding your higher self energy, it's harder to embody that. So and honestly, just as yeah. I said, like visualizing it and moving your hands to do it, it seems silly, but it works. No, I like I, that, honestly. Honestly, I'm taking a page out of your book. Yeah. Like, I really, really love how you really like, you know, like you said, I kind of like that you kind of um, create action to yeah. like what you're like saying out loud, like the affirmation, think, the manifestation. Cause the thing that I've really been getting into and the reason I was so excited to have you on is like, I was kind of just starting my manifesting journey, but I feel like I've limited myself because I'm like looking at techniques. Like how do I manifest better? Like how can I do this? But I love that you're breaking the boundaries of being like, there is, I mean, granted you have your own technique, you're feeling it. That's yeah. like how you're manifesting. And that's how I'm interpreting with your dancing, your cleanse, like yeah. how you get yourself in the mindset to manifest is so important. And I'm still trying to find my own um, way to do it, but, but it I, feels like natural to me. To like, me, you know, yes. Like doing my dance, you doing know? Doing my like, dance. But doing my thing. I, I think is, I will say, I do have my own little thing. Like before I go on podcasting, I'll do, I'll, I actually do do a dance, like yeah. to get myself excited for the we'll guests. Put on like, a song. like I, I do my own little rituals for different things in life yeah but I'm still trying to find my way to like the manifesting the way you do because since I mean you said it so many times already and I like love about it and I want to reiterate it is how you've manifested your life and how things have unfolded and how you let go and I Mm -hmm. think it's so beautiful that travel and all of that kind of stuff are so coincided with one another that you've learned this through your journeys you know in the different locations around the world that you put yourself in which I think is so beautiful Mm -hmm. and also we can't just like end this episode without highlighting something something super special that you just released. We kind of talked about a little bit throughout this episode, but I want to give you, Kendall, like just the space right now to talk about to our audience the You Are the Medicine. Yeah. Yeah. So my book, the presale link is out now. So it's an Indiegogo campaign (laughs) where you can buy like my book and a link to an event, the launch event. So it's going to be virtual and in person. And it's going to have some of the things that I did in the, in the book, like a cacao ceremony and maybe Mm -hmm. an ecstatic dance led by me, which I'm going to start leading ecstatic dances soon. And that process that I that I explained to you, I've actually been wanting Mm -hmm. to start a practice where I lead people on that practice. It's so weird and different. So that's why I've been like kind of Mm -hmm. nervous to 
show people or like, you know, mm -hmm. start it as a practice or a service for other people. But I will be doing that soon. Yeah. Um, but essentially with my pre-sale link, you can buy the book and the event. And there's also a bunch of different bundles. So you can buy the book, the event, and also a 30-minute um, ask me anything call with me. And then I'll also be offering intuitive business coaching. So this is not something I talked about in the episode, but I have six plus actually seven years in marketing and business strategy. And I've worked yeah. for like lots of big companies like Tinder. I've worked for TikTok. I've worked for, um, it's like a bunch of other companies. And I, now I found that I have this really intuitive, um, ability to talk with someone about what their passions are and help them make it into a career. I've done it for so many mm -hmm. friends. I've helped people create courses through this method. I, I don't even have a method. That's, I haven't done it as a service yet. Um, yeah. I've mostly just done it naturally for friends, for colleagues or for people. I just meet on the street randomly. It just like comes to me. So I want to turn yeah. that into a service where I can like talk with people about like, Hey, what are your passions? Let me help you get clarity. And specifically mm -hmm. with the business coaching, it'll be, um, helping you get clarity on your business steps and what you want to take it to the next level. And then I'll also mm -hmm. have a couple other bundles like the Peru trip. If you want to go on the, the retreat in September, September, October, I don't know when I'm going to have it, but more details will be <laughs> coming year. out about stay that. Stay tuned. Yeah, stay yes. tuned. But a little bit more about my book. It is essentially a creative nonfiction. So it's not necessarily mm -hmm. a self-help book, but like that's saying, do this and this and this, and this is how you'll find healing. It's not that at all. Mm -hmm. It's literally just following me on my journey to finding mm -hmm. happiness within. And to be honest, I am still on that journey. It's not yeah. a one and done journey where you have one spiritual awakening and you're saved. That's the whole point of my book actually was that, you know, at one point I, I ended up taking another psychedelic later in the journey in Nicaragua where it was, it's called DMT and it's one of the strong, this is actually the strongest psychedelic in the world. And I kind mm -hmm. of had this expectation that was like, oh, this will finally be the thing that heals me. And to mm -hmm. be honest, it was really fucking rough. And that I talk about it in the book. Like I was literally like, immediately when I, it's the thing about DMT, it's only 20 minutes. So it's basically an eight hour ayahuasca journey oh. into 20 minutes. So it's way more intense. Whoa. And I had this expectation about it. So when I went in and I smoked it, it happens immediately, right? Ayahuasca takes like an hour to kick in. This is immediate reaction. All of a sudden, like I started feeling it immediately and fell back on the bed and my neck was hurting. My everything was hurting and it was scary. And I was like, no, no, no. Oh. And I screamed no over and over again. Boom. It was oh. over. And then I like sat up and I started crying and I was like, was that really it? Like what happened? Like I expected this to change yeah. my life. And I was yeah. like literally hyperventilating, crying, freaking out. And oh. I won't share too much because it's in the book, but that was from when yes. that moment, like after that, I learned some of the greatest lessons of, you know, not having expectations and also not placing your hope. Mm and your healing power into external tools. And so essentially the whole book is like nice. my whole That's life, so cool. I've been placing the power into external sources. When I was younger, I was Christian and I was placing it into Christianity to save me from my sins and Jesus to save me. Yeah. Then in college, I was looking to education to make me feel whole and smart and successful. And then after college, mm -hmm. when I graduated, I was looking towards my career and passions. Oh, this will make me feel successful. Finally, this will make me feel good about myself. Mm -hmm. And then even when I started my spiritual journey, I was looking to these external tools like astrology, mm -hmm. tarot cards, to give me the answers I was looking for and, you yes. know, energy work and psychedelics to make me feel like my most authentic self. I kept displacing mm -hmm. my power into other people, projecting my power onto other tools, when in reality, the power is within you. 
the medicine mm. is within you. And that is why it's called okay. You Are the Medicine. So it essentially takes me on this journey. Very fun story of me in Peru doing exotic yes. dances, meeting my highest self during that, um, going mm. on meditation hikes and connecting with my grandma and ancestors, planting trees in the Andes mm. Mountains. Um, then I go to Nicaragua and I live in a circus and I learn how to connect with my inner child. And it was, it's super fun. I had so many interesting people that I was like living with in community mm -hmm. there for a whole month. And yeah. I just had some of the most amazing experiences. And it was literally like I was living in a movie. And that's why I was like, I need mm -hmm. to write a book about this because this is a movie and I hope it'll become a movie one day. Um, yeah, we're going to yeah. manifest that right here. Oh, it's already <laughs> yes. been. We're manifesting. Yes. Yes. Maybe I'll star as myself. Maybe I'll hire someone else. I don't know. But essentially, I'm very excited about this book and I'm excited for people to hear my stories and I'm excited that it's going to be out. So just to give some clarity, the pre-sale is happening now. Only for 30 days is when you can get these bundle mm -hmm. packages. And yes. after the 30 days, I will not have pre-sales open and you won't be able to buy mm -hmm. the book until it's out in September. So if you want to get oh. like a session with me booked, if you want to get an event ticket booked or your spot saved for the Peru trip, like mm -hmm. it's not a deposit, it's just a saving. You can also DM mm -hmm. me questions if you have anything. But if you want <laughs> yes. a pre-sale, buy the book early for the event launch in August, mm -hmm. September, then you should buy it now during this 30 day window, March 31st mm -hmm. to the end of April. Um, this will be the mm -hmm. only time to buy it now and support my cause. Cause I need to reach yes! a certain amount of number for my publishing journey. Um, yes. but yes. yeah, that would be awesome. That's oh. amazing. We oh. promise we're going to be promoting it on our socials as well. Yes. So our community can totally sign up or check it out. And I'm sure there's a lot of people who like, like you said, you have so much amazing experience, even in business, you know, or even travel tips, you know, like, I think that they, they'd be so lucky to our have a one-on-one -on -one session. Love you. <laughs> I know. I mean, we kind of had a one-on-one -on -one hour session. We're pretty lucky too. So I'm pretty excited, but I'm, but I'm, oh, I'm very, very you. excited. Yes. yes. I'm just so excited that you were on and that you wanted to share this journey with us. Like we've been following you and really love everything that you've embodied. I, as you can tell, we, I feel like we're kind of kindred spirits in the way that we view the universe and the world and travel. So I'm so grateful you've taken the time to chit chat with us, mm -hmm. share your knowledge with our audience and continue to do so and sharing your gifts with amazing things like this book your and your time. That's yeah. so important and amazing. And I'm so grateful that you've just done all of that for us. I know. <laughs> and just to remind everyone we're going to be hosting this on our website yes. vogeltwins.com yes. we'll have all of these links and these pre-sale things that you can be able to select and go and sign up <laughs> please sign up and yeah. give her a follow if you don't already she's yes. on tiktok and instagram youtube is there anything i'm missing is there anything else you want to yeah follow? so it's kendall Furman, just my name it'll be linked yes. below on all the platforms yes. and then also, my podcast is called Kendall's World. Kendall's World. Yes. Yes. Definitely so give good. it a listen. If you like this episode, definitely give her podcast a listen. She has so many amazing, insightful stuff throughout her podcast that we're obsessed with. Yes. So, thank you so much again, Kendall, for being on today. Yes. <laughs> thank you for having me. I'm so glad we got to do this. I know. Same. Same. All right. See you guys. Right, bye. 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 bye.